0: We are in Yavamos, the bottom of Kovzain, Mabes 107b, as we begin a new Mishnah. We are continuing with the discussion of Mion, uh, the concept that a minor, a girl who is under the age of 12, uh, on a Torah level, on a biblical level, the father is allowed to marry her off, and then that's recognized as a complete marriage. Uh, however, on a rabbinic level, the rabbi said that uh, if her if her father passes away, so then her brother or mother could marry her off and this was uh, helpful for her in uh, at the, definitely uh, at the time because uh, otherwise it would be more difficult for her to get married in general the father was involved in making sure that her daughter got met ma- his daughter got married and now that the father's no longer alive it makes it even more difficult for her to get married and so therefore in a certain culture and setting it would be beneficial for the Mother or brother to marry her off However that, <coughs> Excuse me, that's only on a rabbinic level And she has the ability To back out of that until the age of 12 And that ability to back out of that Is what we refer to as miyun So then she says mm-hmm. What type of a minor child What age or what type Of a child uh, Could there be this rabbinic form of a marriage Which would then allow her to do Miyun to uproot the marriage entirely. So the Mishnah says, essentially even from the initial marriage itself, when it's done by the mother or one of the brothers, she has to be aware of it. She has to be aware of it and she has to know and want it. If she doesn't want it from the onset, so then it certainly doesn't take place. It has to be that uh, she wants it. Uh, Now it is interesting, there is a dispute amongst the commentators is she allowed to, let's say the father's not alive, could she get married just on her own? She's a girl under the age of 12, uh, not through the mother or the brothers. Or let's say the mother and the brothers, they're not alive, then there are no brothers. Um, and she wants to get married on her own. So that—that that is a dispute uh, amongst the earlier commentators. The Rambam Maimonides is of the opinion that uh, it would work. It would work. Such a marriage uh, would, in fact, work. But what else? the other part that's interesting is that maybe, uh, depending on whether it's done through the mother or the brother or whether it's done through on her own, maybe she has to have a higher level of awareness, of das, of uh, maturity, of age, to actually complete this type of rabbinic marriage, that if she's doing it on her own, maybe she has to be a little bit older, but if it's being done through her mother or through her brother, so then... Uh, maybe she doesn't have to be as old and then it would still work as a rabbinic marriage. Again, either way, she has the right and ability to back out of that marriage until the age of 12, until she becomes uh, an adult, a halachic adult. The Mishnah continues with some other statements, which we will analyze in the Gemara itself. The age at which uh, this would be recognized as a rabbinic marriage is specifically an age in which she's able to keep and understand when she receives, let's say, her ring or the money that she receives for the engagement, she understands uh, what, this is, uh, what this is and that she'll hold on to it. So she has to be of a certain age, uh, what it, you know, that, 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 whatever that age is. Maybe it's, uh, it could be four years old, maybe it's six years old, uh, a, a specific uh, age requirement is necessary. Rabbi Eliezer says, and this we will discuss more in the Gemara, as we will get to it, probably not in in this recording, but uh, he says that uh, the actions of a minor doesn't do anything. It's not like they're married, and it's just like uh, they're having sexual relations outside the context of marriage. She's being seduced. Uh, It doesn't have halachic, the marriage doesn't have halachic recognition in the sense of as follows if she married a Kohen again this is the rabbinic marriage but if she married a Kohen and she was a minor she's not allowed to eat Shuma. but especially on the flip side if she she herself is the daughter of a Kohen and she marries a Yisrael even though in general we say if she marries a non-Kohen she's not allowed to eat Truma. in this case we say she is in fact allowed to eat truma because this marriage is not even recognized with regards to being stringent we'll still be lenient and say she's allowed to continue eating Shuma because she was born as the daughter of a Koin, and this marriage will not uproot it. That is what Rebeleazar says. And finally, the last statement into the Mishnah, and again, this too will be discussed in the Gemara. Rebelez bin Yakov Yaakov says, ish, ki Any time that the marriage is being disrupted by the man, so then they're still viewed as husband and wife. Uh, or at least that they were divorced and they're still viewed as once having been married. But if it's not being caused by the man, but by the woman, so then it sort of uproots the entire marriage, and it's like they were never married to begin with, that we don't even recognize it as a marriage. So let's say she does me and that's coming from her, so then it's like it totally uproots the entire marriage, as opposed to, let's say, it was a divorce, and the divorce document is coming from him, so then even though they are divorced, but... It would still be recognized as though they were married for a certain point in time. Okay. That is the end of the Mishnah. Now let's see the Gemara. Ammar Rivihuda Satana. taught, and some say it was taught in a Barishona Ayukosun <speaking in> get <Hebrew> meon. Originally, when they wrote, after a woman does mean, she makes this statement and says that I no longer want to be with my husband. She's under the age of twelve. She got married by her mother or one of her brothers and she wants to back out so then we give her proof we give her a document to prove it and it used to be that what was written on this document which referred to as a get me on this document said different languages of I don't want I'm not interested I don't want to be with him I don't want to be married to him um, and that would that's what, that would be what's written inside however the Gemara says once they saw once they saw that a lot was written inside. So they were concerned that maybe people will be confused and think that this is actually a normal get, a normal divorce document. And there are many ramifications between whether this is a normal divorce document or whether this is actually just mion, as we pointed out in the Mishnah. If it's Mian, if it's just her undoing the marriage, so it completely undoes the marriage, it's like they were never married. And that has various ramifications. She's allowed to marry her his relatives, Ah uh, they're they're never recognized as a legal marriage. However, if they get divorced, so then that would be that that would have uh, uh, be recognized as a marriage and that the marriage ended at a certain point in time. And so we were afraid, at least this is how some of the commentators explain it, that people will get confused and think that this is an actual get, an actual divorce document. Other commentators point out that, no, our, what's our concern here? It's not that this actual meon document will be perceived as a get as a divorce document but that it came to be that we were concerned that other divorce documents, when it came to divorce, they would include this language, which is unnecessary and uh, inaccurate, uh, that they would use the language that's found by Mion and that they would use that in the actual divorce document. But because of whatever the concern is, they decided to establish it as follows. And they would just write, bas They would just say that on this day, uh, this, this woman, the uh in front of us. And that's all it would say. It would be a one-liner, and this way we wouldn't get confused with other divorce documents. Okay, that is, uh, that is the first part of the Gemara. The Gemara now discusses uh, a new part. Tanu it is taught in a brysa. What exactly constitutes a This form of undoing the marriage by, by the girl saying that she's not interested anymore. What would constitute as miun? The most basic level is she says I'm no longer I'm not interested in being married to my husband I'm not interested in uh, the marriage that my mother my brother set me up with. I'm not interested that for sure is Mia yes or furthermore not only that but even if she's going it's like she's going to the actual wedding. Uh, it looks like she's going into the actual wedding and as she's going to the wedding she says, I'm not interested in being with my husband. That is also mi'un. Even though it looks from the outside that she wants this because she's going to the wedding, as long as she says she's not interested in being married to her husband, it is mi'un. That would count as Miyun. It would count as her undoing the marriage. Next case, yes so I can. furthermore, Amr Rabbi Huda Rehuda says, Even if, uh, they are, they're married, and they have guests in the house, and she is uh, hosting the guests, and she's providing them with with food and with drinks, and she tells them, even though they're not a court, but she tells them, uh, and she's also acting with them as if uh, she's married to her to her husband. She says, "I'm not interested in being married. That would also work. That too would work." And finally, finally, the last case, yes, Arcane that if let's say the husband sends her to go pick up some package that they have and she goes to pick it up and she's by the store owner and she's picking up this package so it certainly looks like they're a couple uh, and also it's also just one person that's, a, that's the added reason why this is a novelty she just says this in front of one person. She says, I'm not interested in being with him. Even though it looks like I want to be with him, I'm not interested in being with him. That also would work as miyan. So we have a very uh, broad and lenient way of defining what Mian would be, even if in the outside, the circumstances, the context seems to imply that she wants to be married. She wants to be involved in this marriage, but as long as she says she doesn't want to be, so then we say that that is a form of meon, and she backs out of the marriage. Okay. The Gemara now... We'll discuss this opinion of Rabbi Chananya ben Antigonus. And the Gemara says, Amr, avidom, shmul. Shmul says Halachik, Rabbi ben Antigonus. We follow this position of Rabbi Chananya ben Antigonus, who says that uh, she has to be of age where she is able to recognize that this is a marriage, and this is, uh, she's receiving money for the marriage, or a ring, and she's able to hold on to it. Continues the Gemara and says, Tana, we taught in a brysa. Kitana Let's say we have a minor who did not do venises, And she marries somebody else. She gets married to somebody else. Another form of Mian is not just to verbally say that you don't want to stay married, but even if you just act as though you're not married, in what sense? In the fact that she goes ahead and she marries somebody else. She marries somebody else. If she's marrying somebody else, so it seems pretty clear that she's rejecting her first marriage because it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't even work to marry somebody else. So it would have no rec- halachic recognition if she went and attempted to marry somebody else if she was currently married to the first husband. It must be that she's trying to reject that initial marriage and she's getting married to the second one. And so Rehuda ben says that works. That itself is mean. Even though she didn't verbalize it, but through her actions it becomes clear that she doesn't want to be married to the first one and that would work. The Gemara wants to know now, you told me a case where she marries somebody else. What if it's not getting married to somebody else, where they're living under the same roof, but they're only engaged? Again, in the times of the Gemara, the engagement to the marriage was about a year apart. Today it's a few minutes apart, but it's the giving of the ring, and that's the engagement. They're not living in the same house for a year. So what if they did that? Would that also be enough to uproot the original marriage, meaning... She got married on a rabbinic level to one person. And then with somebody else, she has a kiddushin, a rabbinic. She has, gets engaged. Would that be enough to uproot the original uh, marriage? So the Gemara wants to know what's the halacha? Tashmas. So the Gemara wants to bring the following proof. Ketana shalomiyana. Va'amda v'niskachem re'hudam kiddushaha miunah. Re'hudam says yes. That even if they just got engaged, so then that would work as miun. But the Gemara wants to know: Does anybody argue on Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira? Essentially, the Gemara wants to know: Does anybody argue on Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira? Rabbi ben Becerra says that whether she gets engaged or whether she gets married, she gets married to somebody else. So then, it's recognized as a rejection of her first marriage. That would be viewed as a rejection of the first marriage. Does anybody argue if she gets becomes engaged to somebody else, or if she becomes married to somebody else? And what's in fact the halacha? What's the law if somebody does argue in both cases, by marriage or by engagement? What's the law? So that's uh, they're asking, asking, all these questions. Does anybody argue on Rabbi Huda Ben Masayra? And if somebody does argue, what's the law? What's the law? So the word says Tashma. Let's bring a proof. Omar omar shmol shmol, says, Rabbi Huda says We follow Rabbi Huda Ben Masayra. And Rashi says, with regards to both, whether she becomes engaged to somebody else or whether she gets married to somebody else, in both acts, she's revealing that she's not interested in the first marriage. And we follow this position. And halacha mechalad de pligi, the fact that he says that we follow this position implies that others argue. So it's true, others do argue. And perhaps they argue in both situations, whether she goes to get engaged or she gets getting married. But we follow the position of Rebihidu b'masiru, who says that it is, in fact, recognized as... Myun. The Gemara says, The Gemara wants to know, okay, we follow Rubin who says that whether they're getting engaged, whether they're getting married, so it's enough to be viewed as to uproot the original marriage. But wait a minute, what was the status of the original marriage that we say it uproots? Is it only when they were engaged, meaning she was engaged to the first husband, so then when she gets married or engaged to the second husband, that uproots the engagement? But what happens if she was married, completely married to the first husband, and then she gets engaged to the second husband? Is that enough to uproot the first marriage? Because the first marriage, let's say in that case, was on a higher level. That was a complete marriage. Then she goes and gets engaged to somebody else. Is that enough for us to say it will uproot the original marriage? So the Gemara wants to bring a proof. The Gemara says, Tashma, the Kalsed Avdan Imrod, this daughter-in-law of Avdon. Uh, did meon. She did meon. She did meon to her husband um, to say that she doesn't want to be involved in. she doesn't want this marriage anymore. Rabbi sent people to check out to make sure that this is accurate and that she's a minor. She's under the age of 12. So, And in the meantime, people said to, these, to, to the daughters-in-law, Look, your husbands are coming. <laughs> so, so they told these people. They told that they were talking to friends of theirs, and they said, "Let them be. Let them be yours. They're not ours. Let them be yours." They just said. They didn't even say it's not ours. All they said was, "Let them be yours. Let them be yours." And as a result of that, Amar Rabbi Gadom That's that, that's a, that's a good imion. Even though they never verbally said that they don't want them to, these men shouldn't be ours. But when they thought that the, their husbands were coming by, they told the other people these these men could be yours implicitly saying that they're not ours and that would work as Mion. So it says, My love, Nisiva, Lo, Kamai. Isn't the case where in this whole scenario where they were married to these men. So it says, No, who said they were married to these men? Maybe they're only halakhically engaged to these men. And it's telling us that when they're engaged, so then just stating that that these men can marry somebody else would suffice but we don't necessarily know if what would happen if they were actually married originally to these men how would you be able to uproot that marriage but in the end of the day the Gemara concludes and says we follow Rabbi Sarah, even if the original relationship was a complete marriage so if the original in the end of the day if the original relationship was a complete marriage they were completely married and then she goes ahead again this is all when she's under the age of 12 she goes ahead and she marries somebody else or she gets halakhically engaged to somebody else So then that undoes that marriage, it does undo the marriage to say that she's no longer interested. So we have all these different scenarios where we say that she's, uh, whether it's verbally, she's clear, or whether it's just through action, she's able to undo the original marriage. Okay, we're in the middle of Kufches Amad Aleph 108a, and we will continue with the Gemara in the next recording.